Welcome to the Your Ate podcast, where you'll experience the unfiltered and inspiring world of impact-driven women business owners. I'm your host, Mary Grace Iniguez, a female multi-passionate entrepreneur and the owner of Social Register Network, and I'm on a mission to ignite the power within you. Here at the Your Ate podcast, we're all about sharing authentic stories, both the triumphs and the challenges, because it's through our life experiences that we can truly impact others. I believe that by opening up and embracing vulnerability, we can empower ourselves and those around us. So grab your headphones and let's celebrate the resilience, passion, and the determination of each impact-driven women business owner. Remember, your story is the spark that can light up the world. Let's make an impact and ignite the power within you. Hello, hello. I am back again. It is Mary Grace, your host, and I have decided that our first series is going to be all around deep diving into my heart and sharing with you my life experience because it's truly what has led us here today to Social Register Network, to Social Register Women, and this podcast called Your Ate. Join me on this first series, tune in to my life experience because I do believe and although I cringe that I have to talk about myself, I believe that is my story and my life experience for a reason and it is to impact another person. So if we have not connected yet, my name is Mary Grace Iniguez. I currently live in Las Vegas, Nevada, but I was born in Oxnard, California. To wrap it all up in a bow, I have two younger brothers. I am the oldest of three. So what I recall from my early childhood memories of elementary school that I didn't really go to one elementary school. And the reason why is because in the Bay Area where we were living, there seemed to be a overabundance of children and not enough school in each zone. So I do remember that when um, we would move, I always had to be on some kind of waiting list or I wasn't going to an elementary school that wasn't zoned for me until the waiting list opened up and I was able to go to one that was zoned for me. So that means as we navigated where we were going to live, it just happened quite often that go to a new town and overabundance of children again. And it was me going to a school that I wasn't zoned for um, until the waiting list opened. And I believe that this is where it stemmed where community is so near dear to my heart because of all of this. Knowing what I know now and looking back, I was truly craving that childhood friend, that that friend that you grew up with, you lived on the same block and you went to the same school for like four years and then you went to middle school and then you went to high school and all the things, right? Um, and you see that in movies. I was craving that and I really never had that. Um, I can't say that it was an unstable life, but I just feel like I was craving that kind of friendship. And through those moves, I do remember that anytime I was getting a chance to like grow close with someone or actually call someone a best friend, I was always being pulled in a different direction. And and what I mean by that is either that person was moving or I was moving. Um, so I feel like that went on a lot in my younger years. So there was, towards the end of my elementary school, 
a point where I did go to the same school for two years and I was like, yes, yeehaw, right? And it was my fifth and sixth grade. So in California, it was like K to sixth grade was elementary school and then junior high school is seventh and eighth. So fifth and sixth, I went to the same middle, um, the same elementary school and that's where I was able to build friendships and um, that is where I had my first best friend. Then in sixth grade is where I met my second best friend who was living in the same community as I. Um, actually, her grandmother used to babysit my baby brother. And so her and I built a amazing bond. And with her, she actually went to a different school outside of our city. So we didn't go to the same school. But at home, we always hung out together. We always played outside together. And I remember that Tiffany and I uh, were a year apart. Um, and we went to different schools because she went to a private school outside of our town. And I remember that the following year, I was going to go into junior high school. And then I would just have to wait one more year. And then she would be in the same junior high school because her mom was thinking of actually um, allowing her to go back into public school. And so I just remember her and I being so pumped and so excited. And that is when that year, that last year in elementary school, my parents shared that we were moving to Las Vegas. So yet again, I was being pulled out of that community circle that I built and was moving to a whole nother state. So we moved to Las Vegas and then I had to obviously make new friends, go to a new junior high school where um, everybody there has already built a community and circle because in Vegas, our junior high schools are from sixth to eighth. So I was coming in as a seventh grader and all the seventh graders, a majority of them, not all of them, all, all already built their friendships from sixth grade. And so I was coming in as this new girl. Thankfully, I have a cousin who is one year younger than me, and he was going to the same school, but he was in sixth grade. And um, he was my connector. <laughs> so he was my connector, and it actually gave me that, you know, that support system and that crutch to enter a new school and obviously a new city. One of my memories in seventh grade on the first day of school is, you know how in junior high, you no longer have like scheduled lunches. Um, like in elementary, you're in that class for the full six hours and you all go to lunch together. Well, in middle school, now you have different classes. You're not always going to be in the same lunch with your friends. It depends on like what zone or whatever you were. And I remember on the first day of school, I was like, I'm going to make a point. I need to make friends in my third period because right after third period, we all go to lunch together. But if I don't know anyone, I'm going to be at lunch alone. And I remember that feeling of like, I don't want to be alone. <laughs> so I was in PE class and definitely I made a friend to ensure that I had a friend at lunch the next period in quotation. I just remember that so vividly and Knowing what I know now, I'm like, wow, I couldn't be alone. I didn't want to be alone. I felt like that was embarrassing. And I felt like everyone would be looking at me if I'm alone and they'd be like, oh my God, why is she alone? Oh, she's a, a loner <laughs> is, is what we used to call it. She's a loner. And I made a point to make a friend. And I'm laughing now because I'm like, Mary Grace, come on now. You just use somebody, but not, not really. I mean, I created a friendship 
that not only served me, but in many ways it, it probably served her because it actually was her first time at that school as well. So I look back and I'm like, wow, um, the funny side, right? The funny side of, oh my God, I used her. But the other side of the positive is it was love. It was kindness. It was bringing people together and so that we didn't feel alone. Thank you for joining me today for my episode one during this series of introduction and sharing my life experience with you. Tune in for the next upcoming episodes where I unravel my teen years, marriage, becoming a mom, and all the things. I truly hope that this life experience that I'm sharing with you ignites the power within you.